Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Are you ready to change your life in the next 30 minutes? It's time for Power in a Half Hour with Coach Mark. Get your notebooks ready. He's about to go in. Five, four, three, two, one. Coach Mark, let's go. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. This is Coach Mark, and you're listening to Power in a Half Hour. In the next 30 minutes, we're going to learn the tips, tricks, and techniques of who the rich and the super duper successful. So the quote that we're going to start today's show with is money is only a tool. It will take you wherever you wish, but it will not replace you as the driver. And that's from Ayn Rand. The title of today's show is show me the money, 18 money secrets from some of the greatest entrepreneurs to ever do it. I want to thank everyone for listening. want to remind you, you can Go to the website anytime to listen to not only this show, but any of the previous shows at www.powerhh.com. If we're not friends on Facebook, my name on Facebook is Mark Starr. That's M-A-R-K-S-T-A-R-R. On Instagram and Twitter, it's at Coach Mark Speaks. For all my listeners in the United States, I have a daily message service to get those messages for absolutely free every single morning. Just great motivation to start your morning off. All you have to do is text the letters BBD to 411247, all right? And if you have not downloaded my book, you can download it for absolutely free at www.repeataftermebook.com. All right, we have an absolutely amazing show today, so let's go ahead and get started. Profile number one, Andres Ruzo. Andres was born and grew up in Lima, Peru. He came from a well-known family as his mother had a cooking show on TV. She was the Julia Child of Peru. When he was seven, a military coup in Peru caused a lot of instability in the country. When it became time for him to go to college in 1980, Andres decided to come to the U.S. to study industrial engineering at Texas A&M University. Andres came to America with two bags and a dream to have a future with stability, security, and success in America. Andres had enough money for his first year's tuition, and he also received some scholarships. While in school, he became a carpenter building houses as well as any odd jobs to help support himself. Now, while in school at Texas A&M, he learned how to understand processes. He learned about innovation and the need to do things faster, cheaper, and better. He received all the tools that he would need to become a successful entrepreneur. In 1983, Andres graduated with his bachelor's in industrial engineering, and he got a practical training visa for six months. Because he had a shorter visa, he couldn't get a job, so he sold his car and bought a partnership in a startup which did oil exploration in Honduras. Because he was bilingual, he was able to help in negotiations with the Honduras government. 
He was paid $50 a week, and this enabled him to get a work visa in the United States. In 1985, Andres got married to another immigrant from Nicaragua that had to flee her country during the Sandinista Revolution. Shortly after, the startup that he joined failed, and he became a partner in a new venture called Southern Brokers International, which imported food from Central and South America. Andres then branched out on his own and started Sinpar Trading. Because this business hadn't taken off, Andres needed additional income, so he became a licensed real estate agent. He did very well in real estate during the summer and the fall months, but the winter and spring months were very slow, so Andre would have to figure out something else to do during that time of the year. He would start another company that would export perishable food from the southern hemisphere to the north. He leased a little office with two phone lines from his broker in Houston. One line was for his real estate business. The other line was for his trading company. Now, when Andres wasn't selling real estate, he sold asparagus and fruit from Peru, Argentina, and Chile. He was making about $300,000 a year, killing two birds with one stone to maximize revenue. Now, I want us to pay close attention to what Andres was doing. He had one business that thrived for half of the year. Instead of just wasting the other half of the year, he started another business that he could do for half the year and thus doubled his income. There's so many people that have businesses that might do well, that might flourish for maybe four or six months out of the year. And what do they do with the rest of the time? They end up wasting it. They end up wasting it. This man was smart. He said, you know what? I have one business that does well for six months. Let me find something else that I can do during the other six months so I can make double the income. Now, during this same time, Andre started a nonprofit that he ran as well as his companies because terrorism was so rampant in Peru. His nonprofit helped the children whose parents were killed by terrorists. In 1992, Andres and his wife moved to Dallas and they started to look at the telecommunications industry. Andres noticed that when he went to school years ago, no one had cell phones, but the industry began to change. He saw that there was no competition for refurbished products, so in 1994, he started Link America. Andres funded the business with $5,000 and a credit card. Link America refurbished products and upgraded large switching systems for small independent phone companies in rural areas. They took used equipment, tested it to make sure it worked, and sold it at 60% of the price of new equipment. The business went from zero to $12 million a year in seven years. Now, during these seven years, it was very simple for Andres to make money as the technology was opening up and the profit margins were huge. Then came September 11th and the dot-com bus. A lot of his customers that sold long distance either merged, went bankrupt, or disappeared. Andres would have to change his business model several times just to be able to stay in business and diversify his customer base. His business took a nosedive as they went from 100 employees to five. This man had a business that was making $12 million a year, had 100 employees. Then troubling times hit. It crashed. He went from 100 employees to five. In 2007, Andres went without pay for six months so that he could pay his employees and keep the lights on. Now, during this time, he lived off of credit cards, and he also sold some of the properties that he bought while he was doing well. 
Andre's had seven years of prosperity, and now he was experiencing seven years of hardships. Remember, his business crashed in 2001. Here it is in 2007. He's still living off of his credit cards. That's seven years. Now, because of all of his experiences, Andres was resilient and tenacious. He prayed for guidance, and the guidance that he received told him it was time for him to give up his company and move on. Andres decided to change his business model again and move from product sales to being a service company because of the fast rate that today's technology becomes obsolete. In July 2008, one of the companies that Andres previously worked with saw his business plan and immediately wanted to invest in him. They gave him a million dollars cash and $15 million letter of credit, which he used to turn Link America into what it is today. Now, over the next seven years, Link America exploded. Today, they provide warehouse management solutions. They help first responders like the police, the fire, and EMS build the private radio networks and provide service support for large clients. Link America does engineering work in Latin American countries like Mexico, Costa Rica, and Colombia for U.S. telecom and tech companies like Verizon and AT&T. Link America now does over $250 million a year in sales. Now, this is a man that had a company that for seven years was not making any money. Now they are making over $250 million a year. It took Andres 18 different startups to get to where he's at today. He went through 18 different startups to get to the level where he's at today. But guess what? During all that time, he never quit. He never quit. Andre says that it was a slippery, dark, and scary at times, but it's been a journey of faith. He says that his faith is his shield and his sword. He says that his faith is his shield and his sword. He says that he's always hungry and never takes things for granted. Let's now take a look at some of the lessons that we can learn from Andre's. Number one. Because Andres didn't have contacts, he got involved in the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce to meet people and prove his leadership skills. He went from the local organization to state to national, and now he's in the global arena with the World Economic Forum. Not just anyone can join the World Economic Forum. You have to be invited to join the forum and must have a minimum of $100 million a year in sales for three years to be considered a global growth company. Number two, Andre says to get involved in your community, serve on boards and commissions. He says you must strive for continuous improvement. Learn to become the best person you can be and to make your company the best that it can be. And number three, give your employees incentives to make the company profitable. At Link America, everybody receives a bonus. Each quarter, the company reaches profit goals. If the company wins, Every employee wins, not just the owner. Every employee wins. And number four, hire people who live and breathe your vision. Andres believes that the more you give, the more the universe gives back to you. If you keep your antenna on, you'll attract people who want to be on the same channel as you. There's a whole lot we can learn from him. This man went through 18 companies. 18 different businesses before he found the one that really popped for him. 18. 
And now he has a business that's making over $250 million a year. Now, many of us understand what we're supposed to do when it comes to basic money management. Spend less than we earn, save towards an emergency fund, and invest for retirement. However, establishing good money habits and a money mindset is often easier said than done. Many of us carry around guilt and shame when it comes to finances. This guilt and shame usually programs us for financial failure. In order to become as financially successful that we possibly can, we have to first start by changing our money mindset. We can learn all of the greatest techniques in the world, but if we don't have the correct mindset, even if we do end up making money, we will never be able to keep it. Once we learn to change our money mindset, we open ourselves to all the possibilities and opportunities that are out there for us to reach the highest levels. Now, we've discussed some of these before, but let's go over again the differences in mindset between the rich and the average. Now, I know that a lot of us are going to hear these, and it's going to strike a chord with us. And at first, we're going to want to say, you know what? This isn't me. These aren't correct. But I just want us to really just listen to these and pay attention to them and see where we are, what end of the spectrum we're at. Number one, average people think money is the root of all evil, while rich people believe poverty, poverty is the root of all evil. In the lower income communities, there's a certain shame that comes along with getting rich. And I know most of us know this. Most of us can attest to this right? The average person has been brainwashed to believe rich people are lucky or dishonest. Now, we know that this isn't always the case. We profiled way too many people over the past two and a half years, and we know that most of the financially successful people started with little to nothing and worked their way up. We talk about these people every single week. Andres is a great example of that. That man didn't have a whole bunch of money. He wasn't lucky. He had to go through 18 different businesses before he found the one that really popped for him. That's not lucky. He put in his work. Now, as far as dishonest, we all know rich and poor people that are dishonest. Money doesn't make you any more or less dishonest. It just shows you to be more of what you actually are. People will love to say that, Oh, rich people are dishonest. Well, let me tell you something. A lot of poor people are dishonest too. It's a people thing. It has nothing to do with being rich or poor. If you're a dishonest person, you are just a dishonest person. Number two, rich people have an action mentality while average people have a lottery mentality. Now, while the masses are waiting to pick the right numbers and wishing for prosperity, the great ones are what? Solving problems. Let me repeat this. While the masses are waiting to pick the right numbers and wishing, wishing for prosperity, the great ones are solving problems because that's how we get paid. Most people are waiting for some hero to come in and save them, whether it be the government, their boss, or their spouse. Rich people aren't waiting on anyone. They know and understand that their success is dependent on their actions, not anyone else's. Number three, Rich people believe in acquiring specific knowledge, while average people think the road to success is paved with formal education. 
Now, many world-class performers have little formal education. We know this because we study these people every single day. And they have amassed their wealth through the acquisition of specific knowledge, not knowing everything, not being a jack of all trades. Meanwhile, the masses are convinced that the master's degrees and doctorates are the way to wealth. The wealthy aren't interested in the means, only the end. Number four. Rich people dream of the future while average people long for the good old days. I call this the Al Bundy syndrome. Those of you that uh, remember that show in the 80s, I think it was like in the 80s, uh, what was it called? I don't know, the show with Al Bundy. And he would always talk about his days in high school, uh, how he's this phenomenal high school quarterback because he was living just such a horrible life. And we all know people like this. They always talk about the past because they don't even, they can't even envision a great future for themselves. People who believe their best days are behind them rarely get rich and often struggle with unhappiness and depression. Self-made millionaires get rich because they're willing to bet on themselves and project their dreams goals and ideas into an unknown future your best days are ahead of you if you're one of the people or any people that you know that are always thinking about the past that are always talking about how can the future be any better if you're always focused on the past you got to believe that your best days are ahead of you number five rich people think about money logically while average people see money through the eyes of emotion the world class sees money for what it is and what it's not through the eyes of logic. The great ones know money is a critical tool that presents options and opportunities. The masses are easily transformed into fear-based, scarcity-driven thinkers whose greatest financial aspiration is to retire comfortably. Number six, rich people follow their passion while average people earn money doing things they don't love and in most cases, they don't even like. Now, to the average person, it looks like the rich are working all the time. But one of the smartest strategies of the world class is doing what they love and finding a way to get paid for it. To me, that's what life is about. Life is about getting up every single day, regardless of how much money you have. Life is about getting up every day and doing whatever it is that you love to do. Now, the byproduct of that, if you're doing it and you're doing it well, you will make money. But we should not have to go through life waking up every day to do something that we don't want to do. Now, sometimes because of wherever we're at in life, we may have to do that for a little bit. But the goal should always be to get up every single day and to enjoy every single opportunity that you have your eyes open and you're awake on this earth. Not spending all your time, not spending 60 to 70 percent of your time every single week doing something that you don't want to do. Now, on the other hand, most of the masses take jobs they don't enjoy because they need the money and they've been trained in school and conditioned by society to live in a linear thinking world that equates earning money with physical or mental effort. I love this one so much, I'm going to read it again. Rich people follow their passion while average people earn money doing things they don't love and in most cases they don't like. To the average person, it looks like the rich are working all the time. But one of the smartest strategies of the world class is doing what they love and finding a way to get paid for it. On the other hand, most of the masses take jobs they don't enjoy because they need the money and they've been trained in school and conditioned by society to live in a linear thinking world that equates earning money with physical or mental effort. Number seven. 
Average people set low expectations so they are never disappointed. Rich people are up for any challenges that life may throw at them. Most average people were advised and trained to set low expectations for their life to ensure that they are never disappointed. The rich know that they would never ever strike it rich and live their dreams without huge expectations. If you don't expect to go far, you will never go far. You got to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Most people that never go anywhere, they never go anywhere because they always want to stay inside their little small comfort zone. The people that accomplish, that do great things in life are the people that are not afraid of challenge. They understand that's what life is about. That's how you grow. That's how you become bigger. Number eight, rich people use other people's money while average people believe you need money to make money. And because they never, ever have money, they never, ever make money. Now, the rich aren't afraid to fund their future from other people's pocket. Rich people know not being solvent enough to personally afford something is not relevant. We've seen too many businesses that figure out a way to get the money. They don't start with the money. Most businesses that are really successful do not start with the money. They figure out a way to get the money. If your idea is good enough, if you are creative enough, you will find the money. Somebody will give you the money. You don't need to have the money to start. Number nine, rich people teach their kids to get rich while average people teach their children how to survive. Rich parents teach their kids from an early age about the world of have and have nots. While many people may say this supports the idea of elitism, what they're actually teaching their kids is to see the world through the eyes of objective reality, the way society really is. Number 10, rich people find peace of mind and wealth while average people let money stress them out. The reason why wealthy people earn more wealth is that they're not afraid to admit that money can solve most of their problems. The average sees money as a never-ending necessary evil that must be endured as part of life. The world class sees money as the great liberator, and with enough of it, they are able to purchase financial peace of mind. Number 11, rich people would rather be educated than entertained, while average people would rather be entertained than educated. You guys know this is my favorite one. I got to read it again. Rich people would rather be educated than entertained while average people would rather be entertained than educated now while the rich don't put much stock in furthering wealth through formal education they appreciate the power of learning long after college is over when you walk into a wealthy person's home one of the first things you will see is an extensive library of books they've used to educate themselves on how to become more successful the average spends their time entertaining and depressing themselves on social media. And when they do read, they read novels, tabloids, and entertainment magazines. Number 12, rich people just want to surround themselves with like-minded people, while average people think rich people are snobs. The negative money mentality poisoning the average is what keeps the rich hanging out with the rich. Rich people can't afford and don't want to listen to the messages of doom and gloom. Now, I know we all know some people that everything that comes out of their mouth is doom and gloom. And who wants to be around that? Because all that does is bring more doom and gloom. Now, 
This is often misinterpreted by the masses as snobbery. Laboring the world class as snobs is another way the average finds to feel better about themselves and their chosen path of mediocrity. Number 13, rich people focus on earning while average people focus on saving. The wealthy focus on what they'll gain by taking risks rather than how to save what they have. Number 14, rich people know when to take risk while average people play it safe with money. Every investor loses money on occasion, but the world class knows no matter what happens, they will always be able to earn money. Number 15, rich people find comfort in uncertainty while average people want to be comfortable. We talked about this all the time, getting out of that comfort zone. Physical, psychological, and emotional comfort is the primary goal of the average mindset. World-class thinkers learn early on that becoming a millionaire isn't easy and the need for comfort can be devastating. They learn to be comfortable while operating in a state of ongoing uncertainty. You can train yourself to be comfortable in the uncomfortable. Number 16. Rich people expect to make more money while average people expect to struggle. Let me repeat this. Rich people expect to make more money while average people expect to struggle. You have two choices. You can either think big or think small. Why not think big? Don't listen to the naysayers who tell you that life is supposed to be a struggle and that you should just settle. If you only expect to survive, how could you possibly thrive? Number 17. Rich people see money as a friend, while average people see it as their enemy. Most people have a dysfunctional adversarial relationship with money. Most of us were taught that money is scarce, hard to earn, and harder to keep. If you want to start attracting money, stop seeing it as your enemy and think of it as one of your greatest allies. It's a friend that has the power to end sleepless nights of worry and physical pain and can even save your life. The rich see money as a special friend that can help them in ways no other friend can. And these positive feelings lead them to build a stronger relationship every day. And number 18, rich people know you can have it all while average people believe they must choose between a great family and being rich. Now, the masses have been brainwashed to believe it's an either or equation. The rich knows you can have anything you want if you approach the challenge with a mindset rooted in love and abundance. Now, for more information on how the wealthy think, I want you guys to check out this book by a guy named Steve Seibold. It's called How Rich People Think, a phenomenal book. I remember I had my son read this book years ago, and this is where I pulled most of the information that I talked about on this call today. Okay, well, that's all that we have for today's show. Want to remind you, if you ever want to go back and re-listen to not only this show, but any of the previous shows, all you have to do is go to my website, www.powerhh.com, all right? I'm also in the Apple iTunes store, okay? Just search on the podcast for Coach Mark or Power in a Half Hour, and you can find me there as well as any of the previous episodes we have like over 140 episodes in there so make sure you go back and re-listen to some of those episodes all right now share this with three people i know you have three people three friends that could benefit from what we talked about today so make sure you share this with them all right and the quote that we're going to end today's show with is money is a terrible master but an excellent servant. And that's from P.T. Barnum. Thank you much. And until next show.
Thanks for listening to Power in a Half Hour with Coach Mark. To listen or re-listen, go to powerinahalfhour.com. Follow Coach Mark on Instagram and Twitter at Coach Mark Speaks. Find Coach Mark on Facebook by searching for Mark Star. Like our Facebook fan page, Power in a Half Hour. And join our Power in a Half Hour Facebook group. See you next week. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.